it, there was not a lot of stuff on Netflix. It was sure. like Netflix is kind of dry right now. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For darn sure. I, I find myself opening Disney Plus and Crave the most of all the apps. I think Amazon Prime is easily the worst these days. And Netflix is boring. I mean, unless you're really into Bridgerton, which that was a couple of weeks ago. I think Russian yeah. Doll is maybe circling a comeback or it has already. The other thing about Netflix is that uh, Stranger Things is right around the corner and that's going to give them a, a bump. Yeah. Yeah. They're putting their eggs in that in that basket for sure. Spoiler alert. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. And you're all better. I'm all better. Yay, pretty much. Good. There's still some like throat clearing and stuff that, oh, yeah. that happens uh, a little bit, but I, I like I don't think I'm I don't think my lungs are but you did what you're supposed to do to uh, avoid long COVID, right? You didn't like try to be a hero. You didn't push yourself. No, I didn't. didn't work. Now, like this this week, obviously, like with school, it's it's pretty intense. So I didn't dial down anything I was doing. But it seemed like they were. It seemed like most of the workouts and stuff were relatively, I don't know, mild yeah. compared to what they could have been. But they're still like if you're like practicing like a a basement fire or something in like the, the units that they have, you come out of that exercise and it's maybe only like 30 to 45 seconds, maybe yeah. like a minute. Um, and then you come out and you are soaked. Oh, like, so cause you're wearing, you know, soaked with sweat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, even, even for just like some of the exercises you're doing, you're absolutely spent. Like you don't feel it while it's happening. Yeah. But then you go to like take your jacket off and you're like, oh, I'm. I feel like that was probably some kind of like novel elementary school exercise where like a firefighter comes to talk to your class about totally. fire safety and yeah, then you I get remember. to like you get to put on his jacket and yep. it weighs like as much as you. Yeah, you're like, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. yeah. And they put it on really quickly and they're like, okay, now you try to put it on really quickly and yeah, like, get the shoulder okay. straps on and put yeah. on the boots and yeah, like, exactly. I'm gonna time you. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. You must be timed, like gearing yeah. up. Yeah. For sure. I was just tested on that on uh, Wednesday. So what's your best? How fast can you put it all on? Uh, I was like 51 seconds. So this is this is going from like standing in your boots with your pants around around your ankles, basically. Yeah. And the, yeah. Uh, and the coat hung up on the fire apparatus. And you're like SCBA in the seat. Um, so this is the time from getting your, your coat on and uh and everything to being in the truck seated with your scba strapped strapped in with the seatbelt over you that's 51 seconds i'm reluctant to risk you disillusioning me but are fire poles a thing do we have the fire apparently pole? they are in, in some some places but for the most part they were kind of like outlawed because people were injuring themselves yeah i mean i, I can i can imagine that like you, it's very crucial that you are in tip-top shape right now and then you do a thing that risks breaking your ankle yeah I, I think that was kind of it it was like we preach like safety first safety first safety first and then like yeah. if you're getting injured going out there like you're not even supposed to run on the fire grounds i guess the idea was we've got these fellas upstairs yeah. And they need to get downstairs really quickly and let's right. not have them run downstairs or take an elevator. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think it was just this is basically like jumping from the first floor to the second floor. You need a slide, like Pirates Cove. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. I can I'll start trying to work on a slide. Like Jimmy Fallon has a slide in his house. We yeah. all we all learned at the start of COVID. Um HRM, I'm here to appeal. <laughs> you might have heard of the celebrity late night host, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he's got a slide in his personal house, yeah. and he can speak to the productivity that he's able to achieve. I am a sole issue candidate. Yeah. I am Matt Slaney. <laughs> I'm fighting for on behalf of the entire fire station. Oh, you're the slide guy? Yeah. yeah where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. Call me Slidey Slaney. <laughs> ah. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing better. I'm glad you're yep. you're back to being a hero. Oh, I didn't. That's that's a uh, an understatement. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Otherwise, good. Uh, I mean, you're busy all the time. Good. Yeah, like just doing a lot of reading and stuff. Not taking in a whole lot of content. I realized. So we started watching like a grainy version of the Batman, and then we realized the next day that it was completely on Crave. Yeah, for free. 
Absolutely. We were talking about, we were like, should we rent it? Because we saw it available to rent for like 30 bucks. And then I saw, I don't know if that changed over on Saturday, like this past Saturday. I think it was more than a couple of days ago. Okay. So anyway, It's unusual. It's strange. I mean, there was that whole deal where like HBO Max was going to get a bunch of Warner Brothers movies earlier than they otherwise right. would have, but that wasn't going to apply to Crave subscribers. No. Mostly. So that this movie was a hit yeah. in theaters and came out not that long ago at yeah, all. And it's like all, three months. And is already in our living rooms legitimately yeah. is quite a special thing. Yeah. I love it. Uh, we watched half of it last night. Yeah. So we're probably around the same point. I yeah. think we still have like an hour left. Jen started falling asleep. And oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it is long. It's a three-hour movie yeah. with the credits. What do you think of the first half? I think it's really good. Me too. I really like the style of it. They yeah. have stylized Gotham so yeah. so effectively. I like that they're not blowing the Riddler like immediately, like his who he is. That's right. the whole like fun part. I mean, I get in Batman Forever they had uh, Jim Carrey, so they wanted to like you know really show well, off the it, Riddler. You know? It's funny how those old Tim Burton Joel Schumacher movies were so formatic in terms of like how to turn a villain. Right. Always, he always starts out to be like kind of a beta. Yeah. And and like kind of like an awkward person. Then there's a freak accident. And then right. they become uh, a villain that's very in tandem with the specifics of their accident. Like, yeah. And that includes Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman as well, who's yeah. like got big glasses. She's Michelle Pfeiffer, but she's got big glasses. So she's like ugly and a nerd. Right. And uh, she falls out a window, I think. Mm. And then cats eat her face and then she becomes Catwoman. <laughs> and that makes her Catwoman. Whereas it's so much more interesting if Catwoman's actually not a villain at all. She's just a shady crook. Right. Because that validates the <laughs> the sexual tension which is palpable in this one. For oh yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, they're both really good. Uh, Penguin's kind of a, a non-starter for me. He's kind of like whatever. He's really just kind of like an exposition guy. Absolutely. He also kind of talks like Colin Quinn. Did you notice he's got a real Colin Quinn yeah, thing going? Yeah, 100%. I yeah. mean, it's good. Yeah. It's not awful, no. but but yeah, I, I get what you mean there. He's got a TV show. Like, they're going to spin him off into his own TV show. Right. Which That's I crazy. I don't care for. Um, the Riddler seems like the most interesting character. For, I love that he's just got like a duct tape mask and- uh, Major Zodiac vibes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I love that they're <clears throat> finally returning to- Batman being a crime solver, mm -hmm. you know, like he started as the world's greatest detective in detective comics. And yeah. then he just kind of became like a kick and punch guy for a long time, like right. a ninja. Right. And here he's actually like a detective. Putting, putting time in. Yeah. He's, um, it, it's an interesting point too. Like whoever was like, no, this is going to be Batman like two years in. Yeah. He's already kind of like developed like into, you know, the crime fighter cops know him but they kind of think he's a freak there's still like that hesitation of acceptance he's still like a vigilante that people aren't like fully on board with right well maybe they're taking a page a little bit from um spider-man homecoming was that the first tom holland spider-man where they like established that like okay you know the origin you don't need to see the pearls at the puddle like right. let's just like jump in but it's better if we also youth the guy down again right but we don't have to waste your time on origin stories plus they're combining two fairly significant batman runs right. year one yeah and the long halloween which i think i think year one more so than the long halloween takes place in like year one of him being batman I this see. is year two so right and are we supposed to know what those like melon head, the, are they called grub heads? Is that supposed to be canon in like the, remember that guy? He's got like a, a teardrop like melon over his head. Yeah, but it was just Halloween, I thought. I don't know because then there's like a, a piece of graffiti on a wall that's got like a cross through uh, that guy. Yeah. Like that melon head. It's like I basically guess. like a Ghostbuster symbol, but with the melon head guy. Does it relate a little bit to the eye drop drugs, which reminds me of 21 Jump Street, it, by the way, that they've yeah. invented a drug? Right. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what grub heads do. They start hiding their whole face. The whole thing in the funeral with the DA was very stressful for me, as you can imagine. Yes. What, just because? Well, it's, you don't know what's going to happen to from the shoulders up and oh, it was oh i see right <laughs> as far as violence goes yeah. and, and goriness yeah. and it hasn't been gory yet but it is violent there's yes. a lot of like blunt force trauma in this movie definitely did did robert pattinson get like really big for it or is it kind of just like 
I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. He seems very young in it. Yeah. And he's got a major my chem vibe, which I'm not the first totally. person to say that, yeah. but like the silly eye makeup. I'm not and... okay. <laughs> they should really remake it with all kinds. Well, I, I guess they kind of do. I mean, in the sense that they have like the most emo Nirvana song. I was going to say there's a Nirvana like, song in like it. That's, like, yeah. And it's it's truly, although they're like a grungy band, it's the the most emotional. There's also like a goofy thing. And it must be a choice because it's not like they didn't have budget, but where he's running from the cops after they've got him and he stages the thing with Gordon. Yeah. And then they chase him up the stairs and he yeah. goes and he jumps off the top of the building. Yeah. Um, there's this weird camera choice where they just have like a GoPro attached to his cowl and you can just like, you can see him falling, but like from the forehead down. Right. Which is so easy to stage cinematically. Yeah. I don't know why they chose to make it look that way. Why they did that. I don't notice that kind of cinematography except for that it looked so easy to me. I also hate Wayne Manor in this. It's quite ridiculous, like it right? It looks so weird. Yeah, it's like the Adams family. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he they moved into like a seventeenth century castle. Right. And that's for some reason on the other hand exists there. i really like the bat cave i like that you like access it through an old subway the bat cave is cool yeah the bat cave is cool yeah i think overall it's exceeding my expectations so far good good yeah because yeah. you kind of had a weird attitude about the Batman. well i was just kind of like i don't know if we need it like uh, <laughs> we don't we don't need any of this <laughs> no i'm realizing we do indeed need it <laughs> i've realized it in is. watching it that i needed this all along society needs this i've only seen a couple more euphoria since we last talked we've decided we're going to take it slow because it's probably going to be two years before we get another season right of that. um but it's very good you're into the second season now yes nice yeah i watched the two bonus episodes and we're a couple episodes into the second season it really like kicks off great at the start of season Does two. It? yeah and then there's a bit of a dip i finished the after party don't want to spoil it but by like the penultimate episode i kind of saw where we were going did you yeah yeah because they were just like <laughs> Well, I don't want to spoil it, but like, sure. it's the only one we're not focusing on. So why yeah, wouldn't it be that person? Right. Um, and also that was the character with the most invested. I kind of thought. It's true. Um, and that's all I've watched, I guess. Wow. Yeah. We haven't been consuming much content either. We've continued on with Tokyo Vice and Slow Horses. Mm -hmm. Both really good shows. I want to keep watching Slow Horses, but I didn't feel like compelled to. There's I th so many shows that we watch in the show show. I'm like... I would watch more of that. And yeah. I just don't want to put in the work. I think you I think you would thank yourself for continuing on with yeah. that one. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing about Severance more and more. The Severance is amazing. Okay, but the the popular opinion right now is mm -hmm. that you have to kind of wade through two or three episodes of a lull. And then it yeah. and then it pays off and it's worth it, but like a lot of people want to tune out midway through. Yeah, I I get that that idea there really is kind of like it's a lot of um i don't know just a lot of like world building yeah and kind of like learning a little bit about the characters but i liked that mm -hmm. like i wanted to to do that a bit i'm finally an apple tv plus subscriber did i oh, nice. that? i was no, like what am i doing like it's it's six dollars let's just do this oh this is incredible yeah it's a game changer like it's i think that apple tv is one of the apple tv and disney plus two of the stronger streaming platforms we talked last week about how netflix is netflix like drying up and yeah. then it was all of the news this week was like i kind of thought the reaction to netflix's like quarter reports or whatever right i kinda thought it was a little melodramatic like netflix right. is gonna Slow be down. okay yeah. like we're talking about it like this is an apocalypse for them they're fine well i do kind of wonder if they're going to like apparently they fired all of their like netflix animation yeah execs and stuff which to me makes sense like stop just making cartoons and putting them up on netflix they do i don't know there, there's a bit of an opinion on reddit that they're now suffering from putting out too much dirt content mm. i just don't think that's the reason mm. like you you can run a very successful business off dirt content yep i'm not sure what the issue is it might be that they are by far and away the most expensive service mm. and they've been riding this wave of well we're king you can't take us down there are other good streaming services but nobody else's netflix and right. that is starting to be disillusioned a little bit right which is good it's good if we can find a way to neutralize the playing field yes but 20 although, bucks a month is insane although yeah and they're talking about now um saying okay we know that you're sharing passwords and we're gonna cut down on that so it's like right. well now we hate you even more netflix well <laughs> like you're going after our we, we were already kind of like hey where's your content and now well, you're like and now it's more expensive right exactly and like 
Yeah, it's only going to scare more people away. You have one of two choices. You cannot crack down on password sharing or you can drop your prices a little bit. But like mm. what we're doing, I mean, we have the four screens package and it's only shared between three households. Right. And so I guarantee, and we all like pay into the monthly, like yeah. my brother and my dad, we all like split on it. We're not the three of us going to spend 60 bucks a month on Netflix. No. It just doesn't sound like it's going to be worth it. I can't remember, remember the last time I was psyched about a Netflix show. Stranger yeah. Things is the next one, but we don't even talk about them on the show show anymore. Every week, it's Apple TV Plus or Crave or Disney Plus. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's it's either HBO, essentially, yeah. or Apple or Disney. Yeah, And Disney's stock price is like taking a huge dip right now, too, and I think that is a solid buy. Is that a don't say gay thing, or is that specifically a streaming thing? I think it's a don't say gay thing. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. DeSantis down there just... He wants to be president. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be president? Crazy though? people want to be president. Yeah, that's right. My <laughs> folks are down there now, actually, in Florida. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Jen's parents, too. Everybody's running away. Yeah. Everybody they're, decided like it was time. They're finally comfortable now with, you know what? It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Time to get back to Florida. And it's probably safer there than it is here. I mean, I guess I'm <sighs> kind of, I, I know I keep saying this week after week, but I'm kind of just like waiting for it to happen. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm just checking Be my monitor there. Becky Sorry, saw a thing that, like almost half of Canadians have been infected I saw with COVID that. at some point. I, I don't, saw that headline. As bad as it is specifically in Nova Scotia right now, I don't think those stats apply to Nova Scotia because mm. for most of the two years, we were in the better um, right. percentile, um, although not right now, and it's quickly shifting. But yeah, it's gone everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's... Because um, we had seven people out this week. Yeah, in our class, I had four last week, so it's like just making its way through, through our class too. And well, there's I can't deny that there's a part of me that's kind of like let's get it over with, <laughs> especially with the wedding coming up. I'd rather yeah. like have that immunity if I can. Right. And it's comforting also that the friends I see the most have had it now. Like I'm not going to yeah. give it to you. No, nope. not that we would see each other anyway if I got it, but like I'm not going to accidentally give it to you or to Jaden Drew. Becky and I will share it between ourselves, except for that. I am concerned about giving it to either of my grandmothers. And so like, yeah, that's, that's a thing that I have to like be conscious of. I can't be like willy nilly about yeah. catching coughs on yeah, purpose. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that too. Even just with my parents, like they're both like immunocompromised. I don't mm. want to be you know, spreading it to them. I know. What a crazy time. Mm -hmm. They're supposed James. to see James Taylor tonight and they called oh. me to be like, Hey, we've got floor seats to James Taylor. Do you want to go? And I, did but i mean like i have class at like i'm yeah. waking up at like 5 a.m like it's not gonna be i'm not enough of a james taylor fan to they just have extra james taylor tickets no well that was their pair of tickets oh and they have covid now no they're not going because they're scared of getting covid oh i see which makes sense i yeah. mean like now is not the time to go to a big concert if you're trying to avoid covid and masks aren't you know you're like a sold out concert yeah Ma masks aren't required nope even if they were required they'd probably just like people would be like drinking and just take them down. Well, we were in a busy restaurant last night yeah. and we chose not to let it make us anxious. Sure. The service staff was like, is that what you say? That sounded wrong coming out of my mouth. The servers. Yeah. Um, we're all masked, but nobody in the restaurant was. I mean, right. that's been true of restaurants for a long time anyway. And frankly, anytime we've gone to restaurants in the last two years, worn our masks to the table or to go to the bathroom and then not otherwise, we were fucking kidding ourselves. Right. Um, but I don't know. It was more compact than I've been used to in restaurants for a while. And what restaurant was it? Hermitage down on, on Water Street. Oh, cool. In the Alexander Building. It was incredible. Becky nice. got a Branzino. I had pork belly on a... Branzino? Yeah. What is that? It's a full fish. Oh, nice. It's a full... Like, with a head and everything. Okay. And it's cooked a certain way, obviously. Yeah. I love pork um, belly, too. Good choice on that. Oh, man. It was off the chain. Nice. It was, it was a, a fantastic dining experience, but like... We're sitting closer to people and like yeah. it, if I were to have gotten COVID last night, like I couldn't blame anyone but myself because we right. put ourselves in that position and there sure. were people in there. Yeah. Someone in that restaurant had COVID for sure. Cause that's what, that's what's happening. That's what's right going now. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I mean, it's possible that it takes a couple days to get to you. That and, um, there's also this like weird um, vague statistic about like how you have to spend 10 to 15 minutes with somebody to actually catch their COVID. And I'm not sure mm. exactly how accurate that is or, or, or exactly what the parameters of it are. Right. I don't know. Who made that rule? Hmm. Huh. Crazy. Huh. Um, 
Yeah, Netflix uh, hemorrhaging people. But also, they're reporting that uh, the premiere of season two of Bridgerton had 2.5 billion minutes of viewership or something. Right. It's such a weird way of reporting yeah. success. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know um, where, like, certainly they had the playbook for, like, we're going to start out, we're just going to acquire all the content we can, mm-hmm. and then once the competition started coming up, that now they're... Now they're dealing with this. I'm wondering if they're like the AOL of, of, of streamers. Yeah, maybe. Where it's like they could be like, yeah, they were the first in, but not necessarily the the kind of strongest. They seem to be doing like a lot of adaptations and spinoffs. Whereas mm. Apple TV Plus has got all this really interesting new stuff. Yeah, you won't see a severance on Netflix. No, no. Yeah, they're taking taking more risks. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other interesting streaming news is CNN Plus became the Quibi of news. Right. It was alive for like one week and just shut down. I think like 34 days right. all in. But they, they suspended their entire streaming platform and they fired their CFO. Yeah. Longtime CFO at CNN. That's a big yeah. move. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how CNN's going to do over the next 10 years. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because like during the, the Trump half a decade... CNN did fine like it was a really good time for for cable news but I think everybody got over that yeah it's a weird one it's a weird (laughs) yeah I'll leave it at that I'm enjoying all the Nicolas Cage content for the first time in like 14 years he's been going on late night talk shows and stuff oh okay what a funny what a fun guy tell me about this I'm I'm expecting he's going to be the season premiere of hot ones this week I have, okay. I have no reason for thinking that except for that he's making the rounds. Yeah. And he seems to be open to doing like Wired's uh, autocomplete interview. Okay. And like Nick Cage through the ages and he's doing bits with Corden and stuff. And like nice. obviously he's an affable guy. Yeah. He's fascinating. Right. And I think someone like Nick Cage on something like Hot Ones is appointment television. Yeah. That we all have 100%. to see. 100%. And, and he's been funny on the Very affable. The very, very Sweet. cool and, and interesting. And by the way, the unbearable weight of massive talent has like 90% of our has tomatoes. pretty good reviews. Yeah. That's wild. Very, I, I really thought it was going to be like, a, like a, remember when we were all talking about that, but it just kind of like fizzled out. Yeah, I think it's the right amount of self-referential and uh, self-effacing. He, yeah. He obviously gets the joke about Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about Nicolas Cage is kind of a shame is that over time we've decided that because he's made a lot of bad movies, he's a bad actor, which was mm. in fact never true. Right. He's just in a Brando, Christopher Walken kind of way, very specific and odd. Yeah. But he's also made some really good movies. Totally. And he's a he's an important part of of movie star history. Yeah, one hundred percent. Ghost yeah. Rider. Ever seen it? I actually haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of Nicolas Cage movies because some of them are like pretty gnarly. Like I've never seen Face Off, obviously. Right. Gone in 60 seconds. Um, I have seen Gone in 60 seconds. Which, <laughs> it's not bad. It's just it's good. A, it's a fun ride. Well, it's a precursor to Fast and Furious being like the biggest mm-hmm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And and possibly like more exciting. Like they're stealing cars. They have right. a mission to steal a bunch of cars, which is also a crazy. Is Gone in 60 seconds a remake? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Duvall's in it. And I think Robert Duvall was in the original. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the way it ended up working. I remember there's one line in that movie where he, Robert Duvall's like, if we want to accomplish this, we have to do it old school. <laughs> the <laughs> way that really he weird says sell. old school is yeah. just like, <laughs> just say old school. Like he had to pause maybe on set and he was like, I don't understand. What's this expression? And yeah. everybody realizes like Robert Duvall doesn't know the phrase old school. And we're not going to be able to get him to say it correctly. <laughs> so let's just use whatever we have. And it's funny because it's like voiceover. I don't even think it's him saying it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we keep forgetting to talk about Matea Roach, right? The current Jeopardy champion, yes. Who, as of this recording, has won fourteen games, has won three hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and is the winningest Canadian in Jeopardy history. What's going on with these huge runs of wins in it's the been last two years? The most insane Jeopardy season ever. Yeah, we like to think that Alex is blessing the season, in, right. in spite of our distaste for Mayan Bialik, who comes in every now and then, although yeah. still by and large hosts the minority of the episodes yeah um yes we 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 can't stand her but otherwise it's been an amazing show and it's going to be a bloodbath in the tournament of champions between matt amodio and amy schneider and apparently matea roach could be a contender as well yeah that'd be amazing there's another guy too jonathan something he's got curly hair and he had like a it wasn't quite as strong of a run as this but he was up there 
And she's in the top eight contestants of all time. And That's so no- wild. Notably, she's from Halifax. They keep saying she's from Toronto. Right. But, uh, but yeah, she's from here. And she's a really good TV personality. This is a thing we oh, keep yeah? noticing and watching it. It's I haven't like, actually seen one episode with her. A lot of Jeopardy contestants, unsurprisingly, are awkward. Mm-hmm. And some of the ones who get really good and play like 30, 40 games get to be good at TV. Right. But she seems to like rehearse her little talking segments. Oh, okay. She's very, she's a big hand talker. Okay. And she just has like a likability in her like persona. Nice. What does she do? She's a tutor. She's a student. She's 23 years old. Oh, she's only 23. She's 23. And she just like works like as a private tutor for her university. Wild. Yeah. What university does she work at? Like York or something? Yeah, something in Toronto. Gotcha. Huh. Wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to record some episodes and tune in a bit more. Well, people are pretty excited about it. Yeah, definitely. I'm seeing it all over Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There's not a whole lot we can talk about today, honestly. Robert Morse uh, played Burt Cooper on Mad Men. He died yes, in his 90. I saw that. A lot of people were, were sharing what is certainly his best line in the series and probably a top five best line in the series. And it happens to be a line about death. Right. So it was appropriate to share it when he passed away. They're talking about it's in a later season when Don has this like elderly woman for a personal assistant because he can't have a young woman for a personal assistant. Right. Uh, so he has this old like uh, crotchety woman and she just like dies at her desk. She right. just like drops dead sitting at her, her desk. And um, Burt Cooper says uh, she was born in 1889 in a bar in a barn. She died on the 37th floor of a skyscraper. She was an astronaut. <laughs> it's a, cool. Just a fabulous line. Yeah. Yeah. How old was he? 90. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was like in the Good original how to succeed in business. And right. he's like one of those old guys. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Um, I feel like there was some other news that I saw coming up on on uh, Reddit there. Yeah, I don't know. I scoured this morning. It was just kind of a dry week. Yeah. Hmm? Not a not a crazy week for entertainment news. Lizzo was pretty good on SNL. Lizzo was good on SNL. Yeah, she was very natural. Yeah. Like, she's a super talented person. She laughed a lot, though. She broke some. She did. Which is cool. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Right. I think that Andrew Dismukes is really coming into his own. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I... I I've got a bad habit though of saying like this person's the next step. I've I've Oh really? Yeah, I said that about like Melissa Villasenor and I said it about like Heidi Gardner and I said it about I still feel like, like Chloe uh what's her name? Well Chloe Feynman might be that though. Yeah. I think that it's not too late for her. Right. I don't understand what happened with Heidi Gardner because I find her very talented. It's also true of Melissa Villasenor, by the way, but yeah. obviously there's like a personality issue there. She doesn't she doesn't get fired, but she's not the culture of SNL. No. Clearly she's not. Right. Heidi gets a lot of screen time. Yes. But like, is she going to be in a movie or what? Yeah, I don't know. She seems like she could step in and be like a Kristen Wiig style character I in a so. movie. I think so. But we you know, Especially like early knocked up style Kristen Wiig. I think so. I don't... I don't I, she needs to get some of those little bit parts yeah. so that we can... But also, that. like comedy movies mm-hmm. aren't really made right no. now. Like, like what was the last awesome comedy movie? Oh god! Well, maybe that... it's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, maybe it is. I have tried so many times to get through the bubble. Yeah, that's interesting. I still haven't clicked on it because of what you said. I just watch it at the gym. Okay. I just like put it on for twenty minutes at the gym, and then I realize I'm not entertained, and I put on something else. Right. And because Judd Apatow movies are so long, yeah, I've tried on like five different occasions to get through this movie, mm-hmm. and I'm still only halfway through it. Yeah. It's awful. That's pre- the premise sounds terrible. It's so cynical, and yeah. I mean, you remember at the start of COVID, maybe after like we first heard that someone was going to try and make a COVID movie, yeah. we were like, "Don't do that. I don't want to see that." Yeah. And then like five COVID movies happened. Right. And this is one of them. And now we're in year two and a half of COVID. Yeah. And also there's like, (laughs) I think Letterboxd is kind of messing up my ability to quit on movies. If I've seen two thirds of a movie, I don't know what to do with my Letterboxd. I'm like, I have to, I can't, I can't say I've watched it. Interesting. But I also can't say I haven't watched it. Right. And so I have to force myself to finish it at this point. Yep. Yeah. There's no like old movies that I've been watching either. Like I haven't. Even real, like the Batman, I guess, is the, the most recent one. Moon Knight, I actually hmm. wasn't really loving Moon Knight, but this most recent episode got me back into it. It it's... was very, very bizarre, like leftover style bizarre. That's good. Like change up. Because Where are we? What's happening? it seems to be trying to 
change the forum a little bit and mm. not be so MCU-ish. Right. I kind of thought that it would have an opportunity to be really zeitgeisty. Like the way um, the WandaVision was. Yes. Like people were like, oh, this is kind of different and it's kind of dark and it's cool. Yeah. Granted, WandaVision had the advantage of being the first MCU show. So yep. people were psyched about that. I kind of think that Moon Knight is not making a big footprint. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's... I think it might be coming around a little bit now. Yeah. I think you still see some stuff on like Reddit about it, but um, but yeah, it was a rough, kind of a rough start. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't watched it anymore. Very confusing at the beginning, and now yeah. it's confusing, but in a way that I'm like, whoa, I want to figure out why this is happening. Well, Ethan Hawke is in that, mm-hmm. and he's also in this new Robert Eggers movie, The Northman. Do you have any interest in that? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know about it. Because it's him and uh, one of the Skarsgårds, yeah, too. Alexander Skarsgård and, yeah. and Nicole Kidman, who we've kind of like been a little saucy about Nicole Kidman yeah. in the last little while, mm-hmm. and maybe that's justified. But you can't take away from her that she's working a lot. Totally. Like suddenly she's in a new show. Like every couple of months, she's in The Northman. She was yep. in Ricardo's. Yep. She was in the Nine Perfect Strangers thing. Yep. She's in the next episode of Roar. Right. Um, I think she like produced the whole. Well, she, and she and Reese both, not not necessarily together, although they, they both did Big Little Lies, they have both become like big time producers right. in, in like streaming television. Yeah. Pretty successfully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can't take away from, from Nicole Kidman that she's she's been working a lot. I don't know. I It seems to me like the Northman is just Hamlet. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, Vikings. it could be. I, I don't like I've seen maybe like a 20 second trailer for the northman and i was just like that looks pretty crazy young uh viking uh tween or something right sees his father murdered by his uncle okay goes off on a like journey of self-discovery gets strong and returns to exact vengeance whoa it's the lion king and also something else (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) uh so you you know a lot about it yeah, I mean, I listen to movie podcasts. Gotcha. I listened to a couple of interviews with Robert Eggers this week, who, by the way, is a pretty pretentious son of a bitch. Yeah. Makes good movies, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised because of the movies that he makes. What What are the movies that he makes? The Lighthouse. Okay, gotcha. And The Witch with Anya Taylor-Joy, right. which I didn't see. Neither did I. It's supposed to be like super scary, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess. Or just like really weird. Yeah. Because certainly The Lighthouse is. Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe The Northman will be my introduction. I still haven't seen The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you had. No. Why wouldn't you start with that? I guess I could. It's the Yarmouth movie. The Yarmouth movie. Yeah. Our Pats, Willem Dafoe. You might like it, but it's pretty messed up. Yeah. It's pretty weird. I don't mind messed up and weird. No, no I don't either. But at the end of it, we were just kind of like, Ugh, I'm glad that's uh, over. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm actually not going to watch The Northman, I don't think. Okay. No. All right. But Ethan Hawke is, is always good. Yes. Always get. I haven't seen him in the trailer at all. By the way, like I've only seen Skarsgård. So I'm wondering when where There's he some is. Some other trailers it. that came out this week. The Lightyear trailer. I feel more annoyed about that than ever. I think. Right. I went for. I had a moment where I was like, "No, this is a cool idea." Yeah. And, and now I remember I'm, that. Now I'm just like, "No, screw this. Why is this happening?" Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is there anything else? Well, you know what we can do next week on the podcast what is can we do the offer with Miles Teller, the Godfather behind the scenes making of series. Yeah. Okay cool wasn't is that out already next week it'll be out it's out next week okay that barry comes back tonight Mm -hmm. um and ozark comes back when like within the next four days kind of thing yeah i don't know i know that bateman was he was supposed to be on colbert and colbert got COVID, and so we went on fallon to promote what i guess is the final run of ozark okay but i know that ozark had some episodes not that long ago i'm out on that show i don't watch it you are okay Oh, oh yeah no i haven't watched it since early season two okay yeah you just got annoyed with it it's just so grim. Yeah. It's kind of annoyingly grim. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, yeah, it's certainly not the... The characters they make are everything so annoying. Gray. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it has that like blue kind of hue, that yeah. washed out quality. Yeah. yeah, even when it's sunny outside. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gray. Do you think the listeners can feel us stretching right now? I think so. Because we are. <laughs> Thanks. We're really stretching the show. Do you want to talk about Roar? Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay, I think... It's got to be your turn to recap an episode. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, What's her name? Issa Rae? Uh, Wanda? Wanda. I think. You recap the first episode of... It's an anthology show, so it's, so it's, it's just the... the uh, it's a, yeah, it's a concise story. Um, we, uh, we'll get you to recap that in 30 seconds. In three, two, one, go. 
So Wanda has a book that is blazing up the charts. It's uh, kind of like a race-related book, a memoir about herself. Um, the She goes to L.A. She's got a meeting um, with these Hollywood execs. Uh, she thinks they're buying it for like a, a movie. They want to like buy the script and option it. But essentially, they want to make like a VR thing. And she's also disappearing through the episode. Mm. So you're trying to figure out what's actually happening. I think the idea is that her original idea is oh, I'll, I'll expound upon this my theory is that like her she's her original idea is being taken and right. kind of like appropriated and she's kind of like disappearing i didn't really like it interesting i, I was like it's okay like it, it just didn't seem like i thought um, the pacing of it was really interesting because it's, it's only a 33 minute show it's 33 minutes and it starts out to be like a really slow burn mm-hmm. like it's not until like halfway through that anything weird happens right it's just kind of like she gets in a cab then she goes to a house and she's clearly kind of feeling like fish out of water and right. like it's quite a long time yeah. before anything kind of odd happens and it's when she's in that that pitch meeting Right. And she starts to push back a little bit and kind of question their ideas to not turn it into a movie, but into a virtual reality experience. Right. So that like you experience the racism that she's experienced throughout her life or her dad did when he had a sort of George Floyd-esque experience. Right. Um, and as soon as she starts to push that back, uh, they stop seeing or hearing her. Right. They just stare at her and they're like, you're not saying anything. What's the matter? Are you are you right. freaking out? And she's like, what are you talking about? I am talking to you. Right. Um. And so I, th- and then, and then there's only 10 minutes left yeah. <laughs> and it all just kind of like crumbles and she's able to talk to some people about how this is not going very well. Although she's deliberately not saying exactly what's not like she, when she talks to her friend on the phone, she doesn't say like, I don't think they can hear me. Right. Like she's just saying like, I don't like their idea. Yeah, I know. I hate when stuff like that, when they're, it's, it's a sort of like metaphorical thing happening, it but is. like. You're like, just say what's actually happening. Right. Like convey. Like, uh. I think the I think the symbolism is not unlike that of Get Out. Right. Which is about white people appropriating the black experience mm-hmm. for their gain and only to the extent that makes it palatable to a white market. Right. And so they're happy to use her content until the point where it's, you know, uncomfortable, I guess, or like... um. God, when she actually goes to the trial and she puts on the headset and they make her relive this traumatic experience where right. her dad got like harassed by police. Like right. it's very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed like the strangest. And they actually had all the details, right? <laughs> right. Well, they cast it already. <laughs> yeah. And they've like shot it for right. some reason. I know. I, I guess if you try too hard to make it realistic, you're, <clears throat> you'll be disappointed because yeah. you're right. It's supposed to be symbolic. Mm-hmm. So it's just strange. I, I think it's a, like a weird way. Like, I see why they went with this episode to kind of like set the tone, well, start the series out. The show is called Roar. And so without knowing much, I just, I, I guess I figured that it was like a Black Mirror type show, which specifically focused on oppression. Is that right? To I say? think it's supposed to be like female, like the, the Apple breakdown <clears throat> is like female voices. In, right. Like, I am woman, hear me roar. I thought that too. Or Although, Katy Perry's "You're Gonna Hear Me Roar." <laughs> Can you imagine it was so specifically a <laughs> Katy Perry reference? Um, it was really about her black experience. This first episode, right? Right. It wasn't so much like a, a like a feminist piece. No. Although that like the it matters all the that executives all men. are all white men. It matters that they're all men. Yeah, you're right. Although it also matters that her point of contact when she gets there this guy blake like mm-hmm. the first thing she says to him is like oh i i thought you'd be a white guy and he's yeah. like well my real name is this but i go by blake because it's just i'm sick of people it's not just easier not pronouncing it or spelling it correctly and so like he's very symbolic of like buying into the white person's palatable version of himself right, right? and like and and uh refusing his own truth and his own culture and just like being distilled to down like to this blake make it easier um, yeah. and i guess she decides that she won't do that right and she's yeah. clearly judging him for like, like she's like, oh yeah, shifting her eyes, like, uh, okay, you changed your name for them, right? Yeah. And they then she has a best friend who she calls, who's like a mom, who's like kind of neglectful of her kids. Like that kind of felt like this appendage to the show, this excess on the world 
right. that had nothing to do with her. It was really just her way of being able to like say what was happening. Yeah, it yeah. was an expository thing. But yeah. like, she didn't have to be this like neglectful mom who like pretends <laughs> to take poops in order to get away from. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Stop. You're right. Uh. Yeah, so I wasn't huge on it. I was just kind of like, huh, kind of weird. And then she was actually like disappearing in the mirror, which I think also made it kind of confusing. Yeah. Like, are we, are we actually going like a sci-fi route here? Is she actually well, there was definitely a sci-fi vibe to it. There was like a dystopic quality to it. I yeah. think that was just like, this is what will happen if you buy into this. Right. And then she doesn't. The last line is like, fuck this. And yeah, she yeah, just yeah. leaves, which I kind of thought was. And does Blake also disappear? I like turned my head for one second. She oh, just went so. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Cause oh, he, he like comes and talks to her on the front step. I even wrote in my notes. I feel a little weird interpreting this. It feels yeah, like, that's fair. like not for me to, <laughs> as, to I, as I was watching it, it was like, Oh, uh, we're going to have to like, you know, figure out. Well, how I, to, I, how to I get, I one. get it. And I think it's valuable. I just, I don't, I, I like Issa Rae too. I, mm-hmm. this, yeah, the story too. is just kind of like odd. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing more of them. Like yeah. this one's called the woman who disappeared. I think yes. and they're all the episodes are named the woman who, and then okay. fill, fill in the blank. And Crazy. like Betty Gilpin's episode looks really bizarre. It's called the woman who got put on a shelf oh, okay. and it's her husband, like hangs this shelf in their house. And she's like, what's that going to be for? Like your books, your DVDs. And he's like, no, it's for you. And she has to sit up there. Oh, and it's like, oh okay. This it's is like symbolic of like the ultimate trophy wife. Right. Okay. That's the, that's an idea that a premise I can get behind. Yeah. Very strange. Very weird. Yeah. I okay. think, I think there's a varying degree of weirdness and some really good people starring in them too. We've got totally. Kidman, Cynthia Erivo, Allison Brie does one. Wow. And yeah. Nick Kroll just played like a, guest part in this i do enjoy nick kroll in just these quirky little weird turnips yeah i told you about that apocalypse movie um that it's on crave it's called like how it ends or the end of it all or something yeah you were saying it was really good he's one of the people who just like and and a lot of people who are exactly his degree of famous turn up in that movie just for like a five minute little blip right um and i like that version of nick kroll yeah yeah i think he's he's there for like his buddies and stuff well and comedy world he got to be very very famous yeah and i guess via big mouth which is entirely his thing and he's very recognizable from like a lot of things yeah but that's probably the, the most success he's had personally yeah um the oh hello thing i think was pre- pretty bit like between like kroll show and oh hello and and big mouth i think he's just like found a way of kind of cultivating a sure a big fault like a, a mass amount of respect for the levels of like work. I, he's I think done. that you and I could, could misinterpret how broad. Oh, hello's popularity and success was because it was specifically just on Broadway. I think it was really good for like making him a part of like celebrity culture. Mm, yeah. And like John Mulaney is the most popular stand-up comedian in the world. Yeah. But like there was no, I mean, I guess there was an Oh, hello <clears throat> special. Wasn't there? There was one on, on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but like the average Joe watches Big Mouth the way right. they watch Family Guy. Right. The average Joe does not watch a quirky Broadway show. No. What it it was also on Curl Show too. Yeah. Which was like, you know, kind of like Comedy Central. Sketch sketch. I still show. think it's niche. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is definitely niche. Yeah. Pretty alty. Um we didn't talk about uh Ali Wong. Oh my god, I know. Like we we talked all <gasps> about <laughs> we talked all about how like you know, it was like kind of ended up being sweet about her husband, but mm-hmm. the whole thing, she was just shitting on her husband. And literally like two weeks after the special drops, it's like, oh, her and her husband are separating. I know. And yeah. then the like article that got printed. Did you hear about this? No. The art, there was like a, I don't know. I think it was like the New York Times. Yeah, it was definitely like the New York Times uh, posted a picture of what was supposed to be her and her husband, but it was her and Randall Park. Oh, Oh, maybe I did know about that. Like, I mean, they just made a print mistake. They made, yeah, saying that that Randall Park was her husband. Oh, God. it was like pictured here. That's terrible. Ali Wong and her husband. That's so what stupid. Yes, he is like, he's Nick Kroll famous. Like, how could they make that mistake? They're supposed to be yeah. entertainment journalists. Yeah, to- well, that's the thing. It's like regardless of who he is, yeah, they got to figure out who's in the actual photo. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so there's a big like. Uh, I think it was like hashtag wrong Asian mm. was like a thing that was trying to maybe I did bit. hear about that it's it is a bummer yeah that special came out around Valentine's Day so not long ago at all right and 
a huge part of it is her shitting on her husband. I want yes. to divorce my husband. She says right. many times. I wish I could hook up with other which guys. Which is only funny if yeah. her marriage is rock solid. Yes. And it seemed like it was yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. And then the split happened. Right. Also, like, they pretty famously have a bunch of kids, right? Because she's pregnant through most of her specials. Right. So they have, like, this whole family unit. And, yeah. And so it makes you wonder, like... Was he very in the know about her comedy or was he very separate from her comedy and then watched her special and was like, I don't co-sign on this. It must have been like, like <laughs> not only if if he watched it, but all the people that were like, hey, uh, you know all the things your wife said about well, you? Well, that's possible too, that if, yeah. it, if he didn't have a problem with, problem with it until it interfered his life, like ex- interfered with his life externally. Right. I don't know. I guess this is all very... To talk about it at all is what's that phrase that we learned last year where you think that you know what's going on in celebrities' lives? Um, I don't know. Jade will know what I'm talking about. All right, Jade, tell yeah. us. No, no, she doesn't have to because everybody else knows too. It's that <laughs> word we learned last year about when you have a specific kind of relationship to celebrities. That's um, it's like it's not paradoxical. It's where you think that you're like friends with celebrities because you think you know a lot about their lives. Yeah. Um. And we learned a word specifically. Yes, there's a word, and it's it. It's been applied a lot to Mulaney and his divorce. Yeah. A little bit to Bo Burnham and his mental uh, state. Okay. Anyway, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Right, everyone knows fair. what I'm talking about. That's fair. I don't. To make you feel better. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, the other big thing is uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, I'm that surprised. Was I didn't think skipped. to. I didn't think to put that in the <laughs> show notes. I don't know. I I think. I don't want to be on the wrong side of history with right. this because like everyone's yeah. like, oh, it seems like Johnny Depp is actually like, you know, pretty okay. I and totally Amber- am scared to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, we're going to find out that like, there's like, there's going to be a, a clip that goes viral of, of Amber Heard, like actually being abused by Johnny Depp or something. I don't know. Whereas if she right was. now it doesn't seem, I don't know if she was right, but I think there's just no way that neither one of these people did something bad you right. know what i mean like i yeah. think there's just no way that like right. one of them is lily white in there's this situation bed defecation there's those are the big takeaways yeah. about amber heard and like in in his defense i guess he has like these very damning recordings of her yeah where he like accuses <clears throat> her of punching him and she's like i didn't punch you i slapped you open hand she's like i hit you a bunch of times yeah. but it wasn't a punch <laughs> he's like you choked me she's like i johnny i didn't choke you i just put my hands around your throat and pushed and right it's, like so stupid yeah. she um put out a lit cigarette on his face Ooh. she threw a vodka bottle at him and it cut off the tip of his finger yeah which that's is gory rough one. and she pooped on his bed and blamed the dog, but their dog is like smaller than my cat. And so there's just <laughs> no way that that's what. And so those are like the big, very dramatic takeaways. Right. From... People are saying that Johnny Depp looks like a, like a strip club DJ or something. He does he look insane. This... Yeah. yeah. And I think people are also quite charmed by his wryness on the stand. Like he has this, yes. he has this tendency to like. He's still of, very Johnny Depp. He kind like... of diffuses the. Um, the defense attorney a little bit or the judge when he feels like the questioning is stupid and like Johnny Depp was once very charming and likable. Right. And so like when Jack Sparrow creeps into this defamation suit, <laughs> yeah. it's like people are, are psyched about it and it becomes entertainment, which is a shame because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a trial that has a lot to do with domestic battery. Totally. Um, there's kids involved and yeah. And I don't, I I'm with you. Like I don't necessarily think that yeah, Johnny I, Depp is just like this, this, Poor unfortunate soul. No. But I also think that she Again, is, hard to trust. I hard to trust. Either. Maybe that's our shift. Yeah. <laughs> but We've I also concluded. think I think that Amber Heard is uh is trouble also. And mm. again in his defense, it's interesting and perhaps uh an interesting commentary on like on what we do with people's personas. Right. When Johnny Depp loses the Pirates franchise and the Fantastic Beasts franchise, but she's still due to be in another Aquaman. Yeah, right. And, and I don't know Amber Heard in any film. That, like, I know Amber Heard from being with Johnny Depp. I think that this is going to hurt her. Yeah. Yeah, it's so far not so good. Right. Yeah. I've tried to stay away from it, but it's, like, really everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you just scroll and scroll and see it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a meme. Yeah. <laughs> of which there are a lot now. Mm. 
Anyway. Well, that's it, I guess. Any, uh, we're like not near the end of the show yet. No, no. I know. I feel like we, well, no, we're, we're pretty close. Yeah. Well, we still have like another 15 minutes to go mm. to reach an hour. To, to, Isn't to it weird how we sometimes just can't do it? Well, I mean, I don't think that we should, you know. Oh, but I have this weird compulsion. Gotcha. It's for no particular, it's not like we're trying to like meet Emmy requirements or something. Right. If we don't average a certain minutes, <laughs> yeah. we won't be eligible for the award. Right. We're not going to get the award. Speaking <laughs> of awards. Oh yeah. Did you talk about that. Speak to that. <laughs> Tell us what happened. <laughs> Tell us about your book. Uh, do I have to? Um, um, well, I can. Okay. If you want. So, Sweets was nominated mm-hmm. for two awards mm-hmm. for his book that he wrote. Yeah. His novel. They're the Atlantic Book Awards. I'm actually known for like weeks that I was getting nominated for these okay. things. Yeah. Nice. They, I kind of wish that they didn't email me so long ago. Right. Cause they, and they emailed me a couple of times to be like, don't tell anyone. Oh. <laughs> and so I was just sitting on it and I was really excited. And then they were like, they're going to be announced at 8 p.m. on, on Friday, uh, April 22nd. And I clicked refresh on their website for three hours before they came out. Oh, no. Which was so annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm nominated for the, for the John and Margaret Savage First Book Award. Okay. Um, and also the Dartmouth Book Award, um, which is really cool. And there's only three nominees in each category. And That's so, amazing. Like, so it's, it's really, it's quite it's a cliche but like it's quite an honor just to be like and when when will we get uh like the first week of june it's like right before my wedding and so Ah. that's another thing that i have to be like really cautious of do i want to go to this award ceremony and like risk getting covid right ceremony yeah yeah it's at city hall crazy i know oh my gosh pulitzers here we come the peabody's one of the other two nominees in the in the uh first book category this book called who the, are they i'll get them um <laughs> you'll take them out um well you won't be able to because one of them is this book beneath her skin by c.s porter okay. which i've always been like kind of drawn to in the local section yeah because i think the cover's beautiful and like it, it seems like an interesting like crime fiction um but this c.s porter like doesn't exist which is fascinating oh it's it's like a hardcore pseudonym Whoa. which I don't find happens enough. Yeah. Like, I think it's so... Like I, She's the Banksy of the literary I grew world. up on um, Lemony Snicket. Like, I just yeah. love this idea of, like, an author who does not put their name on the right. book at all. Um, and you actually, you can pretty easily find out who C.S. Porter is. Um, <laughs> which I'm only happy about because there's a part of me that would be like, well, how do I know it's their first book? Oh, right. Yeah. If, the, if they, they don't, cheating this? If they don't have a face or a real name. So this is their first book and they went full pseudonym? That's what I find so cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. And actually, I don't know if it is their first book. But, okay. But it's the first book by C.S. Porter. And I, I do, like I said, I just find it like really admirable and exciting to choose like to put in your little author bio. C.S. Porter like lives by the sea and doesn't do many interviews. I think it would so, be like, cool if C.S. Porter came dressed as like one of the uh, uh, the people from Dune with like the black robes and like the really <laughs> tall hats and like just up, the eyes. They show up wearing a Daft Punk helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. We've come too far to give out who we are. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's all very exciting. It's very cool. Quite a, quite a flattering thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Pumped. Yeah. Can't wait till the first week of June. And then the second week of June. And then the second week of June. Right. Big times. Mm-hmm. I, what, what day is your wedding again? June 7th? 11th. 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 That would be the second week of June. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's the Saturday. That's how you can right. remember. Actually, right. don't leave without your invitation to our wedding, by the okay, way. Okay, I won't. I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. And our wedding is very soon. Amazing. <laughs> and we have an invitation. Yeah, you're here. right. We're yeah. like a couple months away at this well, point. Well, you've had like four invitations to our wedding already, but the one you'll get today is the last one you'll need. It's perfect. It's the last suit you'll ever own. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to neuralize the rest of them away and tell us what food you need. Get to wear a suit? Yeah. It's good. I haven't been to a wedding in a long time. And you go to weddings all the time. Yeah. I actually have like three this year right. that were postponed and brought back. Mm-hmm. Do you think the audience can hear us trying to stretch the show? No, no. not anymore. I think no we idea. found a new wind once we started talking about <laughs> I wish Amber. I wish I knew that relationship word. I don't want to end this show without, without knowing, knowing what it is. I wanted to be able to come back and just be like, well, it's this. 
So it's a word of... I could Google it really fast, okay. but I don't want to do it. But like even Googling it, like what what am I Googling? I think like, it starts with a P. I really do. Word. This is such bad radio or... because everyone's like, I know what the word is. I don't think everybody does. I think yeah, you're giving them do. too much credit. Those dummies out there well, listening to us. <laughs> it's like four people listen to this podcast. We don't know it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Just let it lie. Okay. Just let it go. Let it go. Let, let it die. Um... Will Smith was seen in India for the yeah. first time since the slap. I'm like, what? Away, ran away to India yeah. to like be a happening? humanitarian. Wasn't there something on the Red Table Talk too? Oh, well, G. Yeah. Al Monet came out as non-binary. Oh, on, I didn't, I didn't know Red that. Table Talk. Yeah. Oh, is this like a place where people go for, I guess, for like endorsements and stuff now? <laughs> I suppose. It's like a talk show now? I think so. I just thought it was like, like a family at their kitchen table no, on YouTube. I don't think anymore. Good God. Ugh. Yeah, well, I know that they recorded and released their first Red Table Talk since the slap and in it. They're pretty diplomatic and like nonspecific. And once again, Jada calls this a time for healing. Right. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We totally agree that this should be a time for healing. Right. Your bruises. Yes. I wonder what Willow's saying. Are, do you? No, not really. No. The kids have been like strangely quiet. Although. Oh, I found it funny that she was on Saturday Night Live. Who was? Uh, Willow Smith. Was with, she? Yeah, with um, she she performed musically with um, who was it that was on? She, Lizzo, I guess. No, not it was the episode before when they like went in on Will Smith. Oh well, who was that then? Not Oscar Isaac. That eh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, Gerard. That was Gerard's week. I think maybe it was Gerard. Yeah, it was Gerard's week, okay. and then. Who was the musical guest? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It was, she was like back up on, on like the finest song. Yeah. Camille Cabello. Yeah. So it was her and Camille Cabello on the you, you final o- you song. You only have to omit the L's from her last name. Her name is Camila Cabello. Don't you dare correct me on that. <laughs> well, look, we got to fill time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Camila. Yeah. She performed with with really. some say Camila, some say Cabello. That's awkward. That's very strange because you're right. Like, how could they not? You'd think that she wouldn't want to go near Thirty Rock, where they have a duty to talk about her dad. One hundred percent. And then they <laughs> are like, "Oh, her daughter, his daughter is right there." And I know that. Like the morning her. after the Oscars, or maybe it was the <laughs> night of. Jaden tweeted something super corny, like, "That's what happens when you mess with my family," right. or something. My dad comes up as if like they really you. taught Chris Rock a lesson, right? Like he learned not to. Yeah, I don't think that's what what message was communicated yeah. there. I think Chris Rock is still trying to find a way to make that situation funny for himself. You think so? You think he's like trying to work on content about it? Because I think that he won't in the end. Oh, really? I think he'll decide that it's too obvious. And what more can he say? Well, that's the thing. That I think he has been to come, joked in come at it from like an approach of of like that that no one's expecting. It's so much funnier if he dances around it just a mm-hmm. little bit and then gets into the thing that actually is his art. Right. You know, talk about the thing that he wants to talk about and not this thing that happened to him. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll start signing off with Never Trust Will Smith. Well, he'd earned it. Yes. You know? 100%. That's the name of his next special. Parasocial relationships. You heard of a parasocial sure. relationship. Yeah. Okay. That's the word I was trying to look for. I don't remember what we were talking about anymore. This podcast died. <laughs> it died a death. Our IP. Yeah. And we didn't make it. We didn't make it to an hour. We didn't quite make it to an hour. What no. what shows haven't we done yet? We haven't done Tokyo Vice. I don't know if you think that 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 that's just not a cool show. No, I don't think that I do think that. Um, I don't know that it's for me. I don't know that it's not either. Although I just kind of feel like I only have so much bandwidth for grimness mm. um, right now. Um, but it's, I, I it is it's going, getting attention for what I, it's worth. I think okay. I was wrong last week when I was like, how come this show isn't moving the needle? I think it is. I don't think it's even really that grim. I kind of find it to be like more of a more of an exciting show than like a... The other show that's kind of getting show. attention is uh, Julia Roberts and Gaslit, which I think is about the Watergate scandal. Right. It's her and Sean Penn? Yes. Coming out next week, I think? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Gaslit. Well, we could do Gaslit and Very The Offer, name. which would both be set in, like, I guess the early 70s. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of pair well together. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, never trust Will Smith. That's why you never trust Will Smith. That's why. Because of Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>